Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley. Each week, I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon preparation, and they'll share with us a few things that we didn't hear from the sermon on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Hey, Jeff. Didn't expect to sit down with you this week for Cut for Time, but I'm glad <laughs> glad we're here. Yeah, I'm, what am I, like the third? I was like the third option this week, right? Uh, Pastor Tom was going to preach, and then uh, he realized midweek that he tested positive for COVID, which meant uh, Joey and I had been exposed, but we didn't really come down with COVID, although Joey had a sore throat, and then his wife Jenna tested positive for COVID, and I was out of town uh, thinking that Tom was preaching, or maybe Joey, and yeah, so it all, but it all worked out, you know, God provided. Yeah, and um, I know Nathan was thrown into some of those texts as well, and like trying to see who's available, and it was a a like, scramble sounds like like there was no plan. I mean, there was, there was planning in the works that went from Tom to Joey to you and. Yeah, there was was definitely planning. It was, the the trick was, it was like all the, what's like, not quite Jenga, but um, uh, we had, we had a game when I was a kid, it was like a little plastic tower and you had the little colored plastic sticks and a marble that is being held up by the sticks and you have to take turns pulling one out and it's like if you pull the wrong one out, the whole thing collapses. And so it was like part of it was like this whole chain of things. So Nathan had to fill in for somebody else who was filling in for somebody else. And yeah, so that it was like with Joey out then. Yeah, because he was going to be teaching a class and then somebody filled in for him, which meant somebody filled in for the person who was filling in. And yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of moving pieces on a Sunday. That's for sure. Yeah. But again, it, it all worked out and and we're so blessed to have so many, not just gifted, but willing servant hearted people too. like everyone was like, Hey, what do you need? How can I help? Mm-hmm. You know, what do we need to do? What do we need to get done? We'll make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeff, why don't you give us a recap from your sermon on Sunday then? Yeah, so we in this uh, series, uh, series season of Advent that leads up to Christmas that the church traditionally recognizes, we're looking at the first part of the Gospel of John, and uh, it's this picture of who Jesus is and what he's come to do, and uh, this last Sunday we looked at verses 9 through 13, or sorry, 6 through 13. This last Sunday we looked at verses 6 through 13 where John the gospel writer is now introducing us to John the Baptist or John the baptizer, who is being introduced as a witness, one who's a testimony to the light that people might believe through him. That is through the light who is coming into the world. Um, and, and then this suddenly this jarring image of the the world that was made through him did not recognize him, did not receive him. He came to his own, but his own didn't receive him. But there's still hope because those who did receive him, who believed in him, this light who still hasn't been named yet, uh, gives the right to become children of God. So it's this amazing picture of Jesus who is the light is bringing life to all who receive him. 
And it sets up these contrasts because John then is implying, well, not everyone naturally has light and not everyone naturally has life. And there's a problem. But Jesus is being introduced as the solution to the problem that we all have, which is we think we have life. We think we know we're walking in the light, but we're not. And now Jesus has come to offer us light and life in knowing him. And amazingly, especially to, to John, writing probably primarily to a Jewish audience, that's available to everyone. It's not based on who you were born to, what nation or ethnicity, or uh, what your parents chose for you, or somebody else decided on behalf of you, but it's an amazing, gracious offer that God makes available to everyone who mm -hmm. will receive Jesus. And in knowing him, we can actually walk in light and have true life. And that's what Jesus has come to do, which is what John is trying to point us towards, which is amazing because there's a neat little, in fact, a, a little preview of the very end of John's gospel where he says, you know, if I tried to write down everything that Jesus did, there probably wouldn't even be books enough in the whole world. But I've chosen these important things. I've chosen these most significant things for you to know about Jesus that in believing in him, you may have life. And that's really kind of what he's previewing right here in this passage, saying John the Baptist came as a witness that all might believe in him and then have life. So it's it's just kind of this cool little bookend at the beginning and the end of the book. That's the whole reason John says, I want you to hear these things about Jesus, that you may know him and have a life. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. So you've had actually more time in hindsight uh, to you know mull over your sermon than you did in preparation for your sermon. Um, so you, I'm guessing you didn't have much to cut, um, but is there anything that's come up in the last, um, you know, few days that you've kind of mulled over that you maybe wish you could have included? Yeah, that's I, I like that uh, timing that you brought out there. Yes, I it was like 12 hours before, you know, the start of worship on Sunday morning uh, when I when I was informed I was going to be preaching and yeah so it's been a lot longer than that now a couple of days since mm -hmm. preaching so yeah some uh some of reflecting a little bit back on the passage but then also I'm I think I'm going to be preaching the next couple of weeks uh mm -hmm. in in this next part of John's gospel so yeah I've already been doing a good bit of thinking and reflecting about this prologue as we call it to John's gospel and uh and then specifically in this passage this this first part of verses one through thirteen, there's there's so much really cool parallelism and echoing that John wants us to see and hear back to Genesis. We we talked a little bit about that on Sunday, but John starts off by saying in the beginning, and that's supposed to like make our ears you know open up. Well, I've heard that before in the beginning. So so John is clearly drawing a connection between who Jesus is, and that what John is writing about in who Jesus is and what he's done is just as significant as God's act of creation in the beginning. So that's supposed to make us sit up and pay attention. And then in the beginning was the word, and 
he was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him. What's the first thing that God does in the beginning? He speaks. There's there's sort of a chaotic, it's a weird image, chaotic nothingness, like how like a disordered void somehow. And God speaks a word, and that word brings light and order out of the, you know, sort of nothingness. And now we're introduced to the word who's not just a, a force or a work of God, but a person who is partnering with God in creation. And and that word is the source of life and light. And there's a darkness. Oh, that that sounds like Genesis again, right? That the the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not understood it or overcome it. There's like this, again, darkness that God speaks light and power into and brings life. And now John is going to say, yeah, just like that back at the beginning, God intends to bring light and life and order to kind of the chaotic void. And God did that in the beginning. But now there's a problem, apparently, because we need that word spoken again, because now the creation that God made and ordered has fallen back somehow into darkness and chaos. But God steps into that darkness and chaos and unlife again in order to reproduce, to echo, to fulfill the purposes that he had all the way back in the beginning. So Jesus is coming now. We're, we're going to find out, of course, in, the, in a couple of verses that this is all about Jesus, that he made the world and this world somehow didn't recognize him or receive him. And, and so now the darkness seems to have won out and death has won out. But now the word has stepped back onto the scene and he's bringing light and life back into power and, and into the forefront in order to exert God's will to bring good and flourishing and blessing back to the world that has fallen away from him into chaos and darkness and confusion. It's just this beautiful paralleling mm -hmm. that, that John is so intentionally structuring around. It, it's supposed to point us all the way back to the beginning of God's purpose that his intent was creating good and order and light and life. And, and we've messed it up somehow, but God and Jesus is now stepping back onto the stage to, to take us into a new expanded uh, level of his work in this world. Uh, it's just, it's amazing to, to, when you stop and sit in those verses and uh, see what John is doing here. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. We appreciate your time and look forward yeah. to continuing in our Advent season. Yeah, looking forward to it, too. I mean, this is a season where, you know, we we have all the lights on the trees and uh, around our homes and, you know, the streets are decorated. And, uh, you know, as we're seeing that with our kids, as we're seeing that ourselves, it's a it's a great reminder, right? Like it's, it, I think we could say John would want to point us back to these verses and say like, hey, when we're enjoying all those pretty lights and driving around through neighborhoods, 
let's take that as an opportunity to worship and remind ourselves that this is the season where we're celebrating the light that's greater than the darkness and the yeah. light that has entered our world. Yeah. Yeah. There's something special about uh, coming up to a house at night and seeing the light on uh, welcoming us. It's, you know, light is casting out the darkness. And then especially at this time of year, when we get to, you know, go to a Christmas market or drive around through neighborhoods or put lights up in our own home, it's it's really, I think it's a great reminder and an opportunity to celebrate the light that the darkness cannot overcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of our favorite books is um, Books of Liturgies is called Every Moment Holy. And if people have uh, been listening to Cut for Time quite you know, the last few years, it's come up um, once in a while in our episodes with you or with Joey. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Both of the volumes are fantastic and really well done. But um, they have a liturgy for setting up the Christmas tree. And you talking about lights, the lights on the trees and the decorations outside just um, reminded me of this specific liturgy. Um, this is something that we read as a family when we set up our tree every year. Um, And I'll just read one small section. It says, finally, as we drape the branches of this Christmas tree in glittering finery and sparkling lights, let us imagine Christ our King seated upon his heavenly throne, arrayed in the royal raiments of his glory. And when at last we set the star atop the tree, let us imagine Christ crowned in his splendor and all creatures in heaven and on earth bowing before him, crying, holy, holy, holy. So anyways, it's good imagery. It's just, um, it's a good reminder when we look at the lights outside or we look at our tree, um, how it should be pointing us towards Christ. So a daily reminder. Yeah. Oh, so that was just a small section of the whole liturgy and it's all amazing. So people should give it as a great Christmas gift. Highly recommend. I don't get any money um, by endorsing it. Um, but it's worth it. It's a great gift if you don't own it. Yeah, lots of, uh, lots of helpful resources, thoughtful ways to just bring our faith into our everyday lives and just help us slow down a little bit to pay attention to the ways that God is pouring out grace and speaking to us and, you know, reminding us of, how he's with us in all the ordinary things that happen in our day-to-day lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just listening to a podcast that the person speaking said the word um, believe in the Bible, like the word command in one of some version um, read literally means to like relax into. Um, And so just like that reminder, I guess, of like, relaxing into God's goodness and grace this season, his love, and just becoming aware of it in all these little small things. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithliveitout.org or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.